It's dangerous to go alone. Take us. Welcome to the official kickoff, the link off, the the Octorok off, whatever you want to call it, of the legend of Zelda Games Club here at Super NPC Radio. Um, I, of course, am one of, uh, unfortunately, the famed bastard boys of gaming. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> Connor McCabe. And then oh, it's who, been who's so long. I almost, I almost forgot about the bastard boys of gaming. You know, and I could have just let it die, but here... <laughs> Here I go bringing it up again. Who's that voice on the other end of me? All the way from, uh, all the way from Termina. Who's checking yeah, in? Yeah, all the way from Termina. It's Jeremy Linkle Schmidt. Oh. That was a terrible. I'm tone deaf a little bit. Um, not <laughs> socially and pitch wise. And I, uh, uh, I, I was trying to do the a chest opening yes. jingle. Oh yeah, is, no, I know what, what you we're did. Doing. We're opening our brand, a brand new chest into a brand new games club era. Connor, as you know, we just wrapped up a, a games club, didn't we? We did uh, one that I, you know, luckily had nothing to do with. Um, <laughs> but how did you? How was it, Jeremy? How was the Resident Evil Games Club? It was great. It was beautiful. It was the best. It was huge. It was uh, it was absolutely uh, spectacular. It was Resident Evil games. We did every single one of them. We told our audiences we were also going to do a bonus uh, episode with all the uh, supplemental different game spinoffs, <laughs> and we absolutely didn't do that. We might do it in the future, but by the end of Resident Evil, uh, doing the Resident Evil uh, 3 remake, we were ready to move on to something else. Even Michael McCuller, who is our patented Resident Evil sexpert, was a little bit like, okay, I'm sort of done talking. About you could, I yeah. could feel it by the end. He was like, yeah, I love these games, but I, I'd rather go play them in, in solitude than have to exhaust my, my thoughts about them on the internet. You know, it is interesting, the journey we are choosing to take, which is we're not just getting, we're not just choosing to play games and either enjoy them or not. We're choosing to have to make form opinions and feelings on them too which you right. can you sort of do as subconsciously as you play through games or sometimes some a game will elicit a feeling negative or positive to where right. you understand it clearly but we're choosing to just uh to do that uh every other week basically yeah it's like you know it's critical thinking at its at its uh at its core so what what we end up doing is like instead of just enjoying video games like most people and then maybe listening to a podcast or watching uh you know some youtube review or uh, of the video game and oh i didn't know that or ooh, okay yeah. that's an interesting tidbit we're the ones doing that so it, it's sort of like this thing that i feel like we we adopted from comedy which is you know you can't just enjoy a thing you've got to turn <laughs> it into your art somehow you've yes. got to Take it and sort of incorporate it into your work, into your working life, or else you do really feel like you're you're wasting your time. Um, so that's one way I've been able to enjoy and play so many video games is that I inevitably it'll end up as content somewhere else. It'll live somewhere else outside of my my mind. Um, yeah, is, it, is, is it healthy? Not necessarily. I think it might even be a disease that we have. 
it's probably uh, a bit of a we're, disease. We're but... ringing out the fun, <laughs> all the fun out of this Zelda soaked <laughs> rag to where it's to where it's just dry and dreary. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, We've taken all the magic potion and completely yes. funneled every drop of it out. Yes. Uh, we're addicted to it, and now it's just an e- and now it's just an empty bottle. Hey, Kyle. Welcome to Zelda to Games Club. It's an empty <laughs> bottle. <laughs> I love all the references we're sprinkling in here. <laughs> All, all planned. Um, but yeah, I am all that, all, all that uh, complaining aside. I am really excited to Same. do this this year. As, as you know, you and I know, and maybe some of our listeners too. We've already kicked off our respective Zelda journeys for the year. I've been playing Zelda all year. I will be playing Zelda all year, which thankfully for me yeah. is a joy. These are games I can revisit, even if they it's the franchise I've probably revisited the most. Um, so yeah, it should be a ton of fun. Um, you and I had discussed doing a a kickoff episode like this to uh, not only just like discuss um, you know our thoughts and feelings about the series, um, where we're coming from, where we're going to be headed, giving a list the listeners a roadmap to like to loosely what to expect for this year. We have a lot that is planned, but we also have uh, we're also figuring some other stuff out and real and finalizing. A lot of things so we'll give you a pretty good idea but there are some uh surprises uh to come that will be fun um so we'll see uh you you and you've already been through one of these jeremy you've been through a book club so as as the um as the veteran of a of a games club for this for for our network any advice for me is there anything anything i need to hear as far as what i'm getting into i know we've sort of already talked about that a little bit today but i'm all ears is what i'm saying i'm 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 green around the gills and i'm all ears well the zora gills that is true i advice so interesting you um so you know you know how to get to lon lon ranch right? yes yeah okay yeah i would suggest my advice is you're going to want to stay hydrated for these. So okay. go to Lon Lon Ranch, play a Ponus song for a cow. Get some milk in my bottle. Get, get some milk and stay hydrated because you're going to need it. You're going to need it on okay. these. It's a it's a distance. It's a distance game. It's a distance. Don't go too fast all at once. Don't don't blow it. I you know, I've been I've been playing a ton of Zelda games getting ready for this. And I feel like even already I have done the opposite of what I would advise, which is burn out. Don't burn out too fast. Oh, yeah. Play a Zelda game, then take a break. Play some more, take a break. I'm right now neck deep in in three Zelda experiences. (laughs) I'm not, I wouldn't describe myself as burned out already, but I could could see myself, oh, yeah, this is probably not ideal. This is probably not the way you want to do this. You want to pace yourself. It's not a big deal if you can't finish the game before the yep. episode. It's not a it's not a requirement to be able to talk about these. These are supposed to be fun. They're not We're not watch out for fireballs. We're not retro knots. We're not, you know, you don't need to be the the you didn't know you don't need to have developed the game yes. to be able to be qualified and make jokes and talk about your nostalgia for for a thing. You know, I and personally, I have almost zero nostalgia for every game I'm covering <laughs> in this series <laughs> because I've never played them before. You know, somebody had to do the dirty deed and like take all these DS games and Game Boy Advance games 
And I actually wanted to do those because I had never played them. I yes. wanted to, you know, shirk off some of the console ones that I played a million times, the Wind Wakers, the the, the Twilight Princesses, and and focus on games that I'd never played. So I, I'm excited to come at these from a 2021 perspective. Um, but my only advice to you is just find find ways to keep this fun for yourself because if you look at it like a job, you look at it like a task that's never ending, you look at it like, wow, my whole year is completely planned out and devoted to the little green guy with the green skirt, then you're going to be sorely hurting, hurting for a squirting by come July. You know what I mean? Can you say um, that sentence again? Hurting you're going to be hurting for a squirt come, come July. <laughs> I don't think we should ever say that sentence ever again because that Im- <laughs> that impl- that's got certain implications for the one of the other three amiibos. Um, uh, thank you. That is very. It's very helpful to hear. Um, yeah. It it it's going to give me a good idea of what you know and what to expect. How to how to navigate this road. And yeah, I think what one of the things you said is important. We're not. Hyrule historians, even though we no. both do have a lot even of love I own for all the series. The books. Yes. <laughs> um, you own them. You never said you read them, but you own them. No, um, I literally haven't cracked them open yet, actually. They, they're they beautiful on the shelf. You know, one day yes. I dream of having like some sort of coffee table experience where I, these books are easily read by guests who are oh. waiting. <laughs> I don't what, know what, what I'm planning what on my world house. What world is that? Yeah, you, I'm turning you, my house into a dentist office. So I was just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be waiting <laughs> well after the uh you know with the acidic value that is in the lawn lawn and romani milks i think you're gonna have a pretty good business on your hands mr dentist oh yeah um, absolutely <laughs> uh speaking of you know which uh, just a little connection i'll make is that the uh the link in the link's awakening remake looks a lot like it's been said the uh christmas special elves like Herbie. Mm-hmm. So he's a dentist. So that's the full circle connection we just made there. There we go. And we will be covering uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer for this podcast. So Yes, of course. So watch out. Yeah, we're going to be drawing lots of connections you never thought of. Wait a minute. Santa's Ganon? <laughs> I know. I didn't expect it either. Uh, but I'm having coming. too much fun on this episode. I got to admit, I'm, I'm having a good time here today. Me too. Uh, well, it's fun. I mean... I've I've been looking forward to this for a long time ever since we floated the idea. It, it lines up quite nicely with the uh, Legend of Zelda 35th anniversary, which, you know, we only know a little bit about what's happening this year. I expect we will continue to get news as the year continues, maybe late into the years when we're going to find we're going to hear more stuff from Nintendo. But regardless, we're not on their schedule. We're on our <laughs> schedule. So I, I, I am so excited. I've already had such a good time playing uh, uh, Zelda this year. And I just am... It's like the truly, th- if I were to think of a thing I'm looking forward to most, it's probably that this year is playing, revisiting so many of these games that I love and um, and a couple that I had never completed before. So it should be right. fun. Um we're just to get the listener. We've, we've talked about this before. If you've listened to our other shows, whether it's super NPCs or video games, a comedy show, call me by your game, whatever, what have you, um, you probably know what we're doing, but just, just in case you're not familiar, the legend of Zelda games club, we are, I don't think we said this yet. We're going to be going through the mainline Zelda series and, uh, each Jeremy and I are going to be hosting, these episodes sometimes with a guest sometimes with a few guests um just these you know basically exactly what you got with the resident evil games club it's a it's a book club style a discussion 
about whatever we want to discuss on these episodes. They're not going to be, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Jeremy, but I don't expect them to be dissections of every little thing in the game and covering every little aspect because um, that's just not what we plan or want to do. And that's been done before. We're going to, yeah. and not that book club, book club style episodes haven't mm-hmm. been done before. They have. It's just going to be, you know, with our personal spins and touches on it, having a good hang and talking about a good game. Yeah, I mean, people come to us for, you know, a specific thing. You know, they, you want to, the package that we offer is not is not a uh, all encompassing complete yeah. dissection of a of a. We're not doing a th- a hot three hour Tim Rogers special on, yeah. you know, link link to the past. We're we're gonna be doing like you know, they, they will vary in lengths. They will vary in probably even in quality. Sorry. Mm-hmm. In advance, but some of these will be some of these are going to be way more to talk about because there's way more excitement around the game, and some of these will be lighter because you know they're just not the excitement just isn't there uh, for them, and that's going to be okay, and that's going to be fun and interesting regardless, you know. But we will yeah. be covering every single entry in the Legend of Zelda main franchise of games. Um, now, there's a couple of uh, titles that I think could potentially count that we might be excluding. Like, I believe we don't have four swords on the calendar, right? Correct. That yeah. is not on the calendar. And I think some people would consider that a mainline Zelda game. Mm-hmm. Like some people might, you know, uh, we're also not doing Triforce heroes, mm-hmm. uh, the Hyrule warriors games. Like those, those are all going to be perhaps relegated to their own episode or tossed around or done as supplemental material podcasts or super NPC episodes. Um, but yeah, we're basically covering everything from the legend of uh, the Legend of Zelda to Breath of the Wild. We're going to start with Breath of the Wild because yes. that that episode was done which I think beautifully done by you on a co-op, a Call Me By Your Game co-op, and I think well, we both you. we both just kind of sat back and went, I don't think we're going to top that. Like <laughs> that's the, that's it. You know, we don't want to yes. do that again but worse. So yeah. <laughs> we're going to we're going to release that and that and you know, that'll be free on the feed. This episode we're doing right now is going to be free on all the feeds. Yes. Uh and then I the first game The Legend of Zelda, we're going to have a guest for it, but that'll be free for everyone too. And uh then after that, it's going to it's going to be relegated to our $10 tier, which is which is, you know, for the amount of work that we're putting in, I feel like pretty justified. I'm excited. Yeah. I and mean, I think the structure's there. I think the calendar's ready. I'm I'm excited to uh I'm I'm excited to get going. This episode is already proving to be so much fun. Because I think we're just like I think we're just ready to do it. We're ready to talk about Zelda. Yes. Um yeah. Did you did you wanna do you wanna get it so what business do you wanna get out of the way before we can just kind of openly talk about Zelda? I was thinking we could honestly just like I don't know. We could knock out the. I could knock out the business at the end. We could just talk about Zelda in general up top. Yeah. Unless you I wanted mean, to start with anything specific. Not. Because we also really. knocked out a lot of it just now. Yeah, I feel like I. Yeah, I'm looking at sort of the, our itinerary here, and um, yeah, we have a couple of great ideas for uh, for Zelda stuff for Ze- like supplementary uh, supplemental Zelda episodes. You know, like I think you want to do. Uh, should we say, should we tease a couple yeah, of let's, ideas? Let's, let's I think tease some stuff. Some of the better ideas, I think. Yeah, are, definitely. Um, 
All right, I want to tease the bad ones. Yeah. <laughs> no, yes, I let's wanna, tease the good ones. I, I for sure definitely want to do a Super NPCs episode that is uh, Zelda-likes at some point. So yes. it's like games that were heavily inspired by Zelda, took a huge nod from Zelda, uh, did them, tried to improve upon the systems. Maybe they fell short. Maybe they nailed it, you know? So yeah. that would include games like Beyond Oasis and Newtopia 1 and 2 and Darksiders. Star Fox Adventure was another one that you reminded yeah. me of. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna definitely do an episode covering those games. Connor, you got a you got a you got one you want to throw out? Oh yes, um, and this will start also start to give the listener an idea that this stuff is gonna sort of be ever like throughout our network um, throughout the year. So it's not all mm-hmm. gonna be in in a single spot. Jeremy just talked about a super NPCs one we'll do, which if you're a patron, you know that's a part. That's the like the incentive for the for the mailroom toad DJ or mailroom toad excuse me five dollar tier but yeah one that I want to tell you about um, is you know I I love the space solace episodes we do on video games a comedy show that's an idea that hit me in the in the in a sweaty night and I woke <laughs> up and was like this is something I want to do and Jeremy was gracious enough to implement that almost four times a year on on his show. And we're going to be doing a Legend of Zelda Space Solace. It's exactly yes. what it sounds like, folks. Um, instead of taking, you know, all the games from a console and uh, and picking those in a desert island fantasy football style draft, we're going to have a few people on and mm-hmm. do that with the whole Zelda series, which is kind of a fun way to change up that format. I it think should. so. Yeah, that's going to be great. And it's going to be a selective roster of people on that because we'll want to, I think, evenly distribute the Zelda games out. I think we'll want to actually yeah. do the first where we actually d- distribute them evenly be per person, you know, like to where we just get them all on those oh, escape all pods. Of them. Like, like yeah. crossbow training is going to be available. If it's a Zelda <laughs> game, like it's on the list if it's yeah. in the universe. So, so you're going to get some... Someone will maybe pick some of the best ones. You might also end up with a crap one at the end. Who knows? Yeah. Um, an episode that I for sure want to, um, to, I you know, in this, in this you know, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what shape this is going to take yet, but I definitely, you know, I mentioned those books earlier. I think it would be kind of cool to take a look at these books. I think it would Ooh. be cool to kind of talk about these books. I don't know I love that. Uh, on what capacity that, that would be, but I definitely think, um, you know, like uh, some sort of, uh, some sort of like book review <laughs> could, would be would be kind of interesting. Um, and uh, I think it yeah, would. that's that's the last one. I'll tease it. Connor, you want to throw another one out there? Another tease? You know what? Yeah, I'll throw one more out there because we we've we got a lot of ideas. We're kicking around. We're still yeah. la- landing on some stuff. Um, oh, uh, I've got one I'm excited about, but that we didn't talk about yet. So I'll hold it. Um. Uh, I'm really excited. Oh, at the I mean, at the end, we sort of discussed this, but at the end of the year, Jeremy and I will definitely be like ranking our yeah. favorite Zeldas. Yeah. So which you're going to get it. Which means we, you got to rank them in real time, too. So we got to figure out. Uh, a, <gasps> oh, a, I love a, that. A ranking system. So it'll be like, you know, how many triangles out of three <laughs> or something. <laughs> uh, and then also we'll like grade and, them and rank them. Grade them as you go. So you kind of have a working idea of where you of where they stand to you personally could be fun like the traditional s a b c Mm, that could be fun too uh yes exactly so yeah that's you know that's gonna be really exciting now jeremy that also got me excited to have this list like you said be a working list all year that i might have like a graphic that's always being updated 
as yeah. I go through. And stuff could move, stuff could shift. So yeah, those are a few different ideas. We've we've got some more that we're excited to talk about when it's when it's appropriate. Um, but yeah, that's I feel like we covered uh, a lot. I'll, we'll we'll end with a few business things. Like, I mean, why don't I just do it now? We're already here. Uh, we'll get the we'll get the vegetables out of the way, and then we'll eat our then we'll eat our meats then we'll and cakes. Eat our cake. Yeah, yeah. Our, meat, our meat cake. <laughs> oh, delicious. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, oh, you, you probably, the listener probably knows, but I've been doing a lot more streaming lately. We are not only streaming video games, a comedy show every week, either at my channel, twitch.tv slash cons is cool 69, or at the network's channel, twitch.tv slash super NPC radio. Mm. Um, but every mm. Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific time for about three to four hours, I'm going to be playing through uh, just doing a Legend of Zelda Games Club stream. So mm. I uh, just finished uh, Zelda 1, so I've moved on to A Link to the Past. If I run out of Zelda games this year, I'll be playing Zelda Likes for fun, like Star Fox Adventures and some others. So yeah, tune in at 10 a.m. Pacific time every week. I'm trying to also get... Uh, I don't have any set dates, but I'm trying to get the guests for the episodes that I'm hosting to join me and discuss this so you can watch me play in real time, see my reactions, and also see what we have to to say about it. Um, Yeah, that's but that's really the end of the business I had, Jeremy. Did you have anything else you wanted to share? No, let's talk a little bit about the little green man. Let's talk about him. Tingle. (laughs) <laughs> let's talk yeah let's talk tingle talking tingle T- tingle games club is next year i'm sorry talking navi baby <laughs> <coughs> let's do it buddy um, yeah so i i, I want to start by saying that um i personally think that the legend of zelda might be if not it's definitely in the top five most important gaming franchises ever made. I think it might even be number two right under Mario. Yeah. It's hard to really quantify stuff like that, but I do think that for me personally, the legend of Zelda has been a thing that has been a, a staple in my house and in my life growing up. Um, these games are important. Nintendo has definitely designed them that way. Nintendo has definitely, uh, not unlike a Disney, has made moves to keep The Legend of Zelda a prestige gaming title. Um, but, you know, for all of their hard work and as a, you know, to their credit, has created sort of a legendary quality to The Legend of Zelda in that each one of these titles, whether we think they are good or bad, are incredibly important, especially the ones that aren't as popular. Yes. Because that's where you see this franchise take risks a lot of times. That's where you see them deviate from the standard. And that's when the conversation around Zelda, I think, gets very interesting. Um, Connor, I'm... I really, I'm desperate to know what is your history with the franchise in general? Yeah, I'd love to share about that. So um, I famously grew up with Justin at NES. Um, eventually, um, my parent, my dad brought home a Game Boy, which he told, told has told me since, because I, I have, you know, done some research. Um, my dad told me that he got it as like a, as like I want to say, as like a promo from like a a distributor, a vendor from a grocery company that he worked with. Hmm. Um, 
So that was sort of my intro to games, playing the NES and the Game Boy. I remember playing NES at my grandparents' house when I'd visit in St. Louis or my aunt and uncle's house. But things really opened up for me on the Nintendo 64. I, I've also shared that I, you know, I historically walked into a Toys R Us, saw Mario in 3D on the screen, and knew that I had to have that be a part of my life. Um, so I got that in Christmas 1998. Still at this point, have no idea what The Legend of Zelda is. I've never even heard of it <laughs> somehow. Um, but then uh, being becoming friends over that next year with, uh, with you know, my patented best friend of the show, uh, Eddie Martin, who everyone hears about all the time, uh, and will continue to hear about, and... Well, actually, here on uh, our uh, Wind Waker episode, he's going to be joining me with uh, and his maybe wife. more. And oh yes, maybe more. That's true. Um, him and Stephanie, his his wife, are going to join me. Um, but I remember going over to being at Eddie's house. This fir- truly the first year of our friendship, and I think it was his older brother Alex was playing Ocarina of Time on their big screen downstairs and I saw it and I just have this like vision of being of him being inside of the Deku tree. And it was just like the Mario thing. I was like, I don't know what this is, but this has to become a part of my life now. <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> I remember I just wanted to play. I wanted to play it so bad. Um, and eventually I got it that year. Um, I don't, it, it definitely was not like a birthday or a Christmas gift. So that means this was something extra special, Um, and Ocarina of Time, I think, I think there are three pivotal games for me that like set me on my path of like what I love and like opened my eyes to gaming. Those games are on the path to righteousness, on the path to the Triforce of Courage, Mm -hmm. uh, and righteousness. Mm -hmm. Those games are Pokemon Red and Blue, uh, Super Mario 64, and then Ocarina of Time because Ocarina of Time unlocked something in my brain that I... I didn't know was there. I had such a love for this game. Um, I remember beating it before going to church one day and crying because I beat it as a nine-year-old and like was so sad that it was over. Um, And that coincidentally for me, the next year, the next Zelda game was coming out in the N64. Are you kidding me? We're getting a second one. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've, you know, got Majora's Mask for my birthday that year in November. Loved it. Ate it up, played it a million times. Um, I eventually got Oracle of Ages on Game Boy. I never played it. And Zelda is truly the only series, with some exceptions for for a lot of the handheld ones, unfortunately, that I have stayed consistent with. Um, mm. It's the first series that made me want to get a game the day it uh, the day it came out. So it's mm. the, Wind Waker was the first game I ever pre ordered. Um, and then since then, I've done that with a few of those titles. I I was there for Twilight Princess. I was there for Skyward Sword. I was there for, of course, Breath of the Wild. And I've played some of the handheld ones, but it has been a constant in my life. Even when I have not been in a place where I'm really enjoying or playing many games, I would just instinctually be like, well, I do like Ocarina of Time and revisit it. So I've probably played that game like 15 times or so. Yeah. It's insane. Like it's one of those games where I could play through it in my head right now. I could play through the pretty much the entire game, including the specific dungeons and puzzles. It's nuts. Yeah. So, you know, it's super meaningful to me. Um, I'll talk about it on our episode, but I just beat Zelda one the other day and it was truly a special moment for me. And I did not, I just didn't ever think that was, that was possible yeah. for me. 
Um, and but but through modern technology, you were able to <laughs> beat true. a nearly impossible to beat NES game. <laughs> it's true. Um, but yeah, I adore the series. My love for it grows all the time. I'm not the, you know, the biggest Zelda historian or fan out there by any means. But uh, if there's like a big Zelda thing coming out, that will pique my interest. Link's my favorite character in Smash, blah, 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 blah. Uh, mm. I love it. Uh, and I'm that's part of why I'm so pumped for this year. It's like we get to do this thing and I and I'm just so excited. What about you though? I, I don't I don't know much about your specific history with with the franchise. I'd love to hear. I um also found out about Zelda I I believe with Ocarina of Time. Okay. Which would have been a little late for me, to be yeah. honest, as a Super Nintendo player. But I, I just didn't play Link to the Past for whatever reason. I, don't, sure. I don't know why. I don't know why that one missed me. I definitely remember getting out The Legend of Zelda on the NES and playing that game. Okay. But I got to go back and talk to my family about what our like what happened because at some point like. I never had an NES growing up, but then at some point we did, and we had a lot hmm. of accessories for it, and then we had like a boxed copy of The Legend of Zelda, and I still have oh. that boxed copy, but I don't know where it came from. I don't know who... It's it's almost like someone's... It's almost like our grandma gave it to us from storage they had. It was... It's a Whoa. really... I got to check. I got Because at some point, I, I also he, got a Sega Genesis, and I don't know how I got that, because I always wanted one. And suddenly I, I just that was had one. You you in the future brought that box copy and you were hooded you're a hooded figure and left it yes. at your doorstep. Exactly. <clears throat> in preparation yeah. for this series, I think. Totally. And I you know, I remember of course the NES like barely worked. You'd have to blow on the cartridges <laughs> to get But I remember I like I just watched a spoilers for an episode we're about to record, an angry video game nerd episode where he talks nice. about NES per- peripherals. He talks about a miracle piano, and I had that fucking piano. So I at some point there was a, someone Whoa. dropped off a ton of NES garbage at my house and I <sighs> and I at some point had access to it. Wow. But um I my first real Zelda experience was playing Ocarina of Time on the Nintendo 64 in Harbor City, California, in my in my trailer, you know, with my family. Uh, you know, they were big trailers. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> not not quite the disturbing uh, white trash uh, paradise you might be thinking, but I definitely. You know, I, we lived in. We were very. We weren't didn't have a ton of money, and I mm-hmm. and I remember. You know, I got an N sixty four one year for Christmas, and it was all about the big three for me, which Dude. were uh, Mario sixty four, Golden Eye, and, and Ocarina of Time. Later, Smash Brothers would get into. You know, you know, a lot of play on that in the, on that console, but that was that was I was already in Texas by the time that that happened. So I um. Anyways, so yeah, I uh, Ocarina of Time was a game that I really loved and i remember renting it over and over and over again and seeing how far i could get in that weekend and you know having to take it back and at some point i my my parents bought me the game and i had a strategy guide a strategy guide i still have Ooh, to this you day, do sitting on my shelf is it the nintendo power one no, or prima it is a <clears throat> it is this one the brady games brady games oh, i didn't know they did one yeah, That's the art's cool. really cool on it. Um, but yeah, I uh, 
I love I old players guides out, dude. if you know what I mean the pages are still sticky <laughs> oh gross dude <laughs> anyway um, so yeah I I began to really obsess over the series um, ever since Ocarina of Time, except for whatever reason, Majora's Mask. I, I, I sound like a huge Zelda phony, like a liar right now, but <laughs> I, I didn't get into Majora's Mask because I never had an expansion pack for my N64s. Oh, yeah. And you needed one to play Donkey Kong 64 and mm-hmm. Majora's Mask. and uh, So then the next Zelda game that I got really into was... Um, I suppose, you know, Wind Waker I got into a mm-hmm. bit and then Twilight Princess. I, I kind of touched all of them for a while and then at some point in college I went back through and I just beat them all. I, I like went Hell back yeah. through and I just, I beat Rebeat Ocarina of Time, beat Wind Waker, beat Twilight Princess, beat Skyward Sword, um, beat the Link's, uh, Link Between Worlds and, you know, have kind of been on the hot kill ever since you know i beat link to the past not that long ago and this year i'm playing majora's mask for the first time and a a handful of others i i find the legend of zelda connor to be a sort of really bizarre uh i don't know just like the imagery of zelda i find to be really strange culturally like this is definitely a japanese franchise but like the iconography in it is clearly medieval. Like it's sort of like a medieval fantasy type story yet. It's still so inherently Japanese. Yes. With what it's doing. Um, the main character is most definitely some sort of riff on Peter Pan, especially when you get to Ocarina of time where it's like, he has a fairy and he has a little Ocarina, which, you know, Peter Pan is always portrayed with like a flute or some sort of, yeah. whistle that he blows upon what 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 gives with the legend of zelda like what the heck is where did this where did it come from where did the imagery of this come from like this western japanese marriage here that's a really good question i i i don't know specifically where that marriage came from i can you know you can probably speculate i know that the the original concept comes from I believe it's 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 Miyamoto like playing out in like the just in the area that he lived and like going into like a forest or going into some shrubs or climbing something. He had this idea about this, you know, eventually when he was an adult making games is like, can I make a game that's like that sort of adventure field that I used to have? Um, So but as far as like. Like exactly what you're saying, the iconography, the sort of uh, the re- the reoccurring, uh, not just the themes, but the imagery. Mm-hmm. It is strange. And I think you sort of probably nailed it, which is like this is a sort of Western or medieval yeah. style adventure culture, but seen through the perspective of these Japanese creators. Yeah, like there's definitely Arthurian imagery in there too with just like sword in the stone how like you always have to like lift your master sword out of a stone which Mm -hmm. is definitely a rip you know a rip off of king arthur the triforce in general seems to have heavy religious connotations with the father son holy spirit and that so and like three being a biblical number that keeps coming up again and again in the legend of zelda um definitely ganon is some sort of representation of evil incarnate or Mm -hmm. the devil quite possibly um 
Oh yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it's definitely, it's definitely an interesting franchise. And at the heart of it all, you have Zelda herself, who is the princess of Hyrule, who most of the time, and I would say unfortunately so, needs saving, yet the entire series is named after not the main character. That, yeah. to me, always blew my mind, because I'm sure you, as, like, as, as well as I did as a kid, thought that Zelda was the name of the protagonist. Totally. Uh, and I feel like I have, I will still slip up on that occasionally. Like I, I've not, I've been known to, which might sound insane, slip up and, and refer to Link, but say Zelda. Um, right. and yeah. it's like, well, <laughs> that's going to happen a lot. It is really strange. It, the way you could almost retcon it and explain it is like, it's a, it's a legend about Zelda. Cause she's like the, the holy one and you never see her <laughs> but right. you're with link so he's he's humanized for us and he's he is demystified so right. but as far as like the actual intention there couldn't couldn't tell you um <laughs> it it is interesting when thinking about the series as well because there are things about it that especially having the perspective of playing so many of the games seeing the things that are rehashed seeing the tropes of, of the series that are uh, continually brought back. Right. Sometimes for me, this series can feel a little, and again, I say this as like my favorite series of all time, it can f- almost feel a little basic or that it doesn't really reinvent its core parts very often. Sure. N- not just in the gameplay and um, and the linearity or lack thereof in some of these games or the the common themes but also just like the actual things happening in the stories feel that way too at the same time i also feel like it is still rich and there's still a lot there even if it's sort of presented in this uh i don't know it feels like what I I don't know if I'm articulating what I'm trying to say very well, but I feel like I play. I'll go into another franchise and be like, "Oh my gosh, there's so much more being that's happening here," for whatever reason. I don't know if that right. makes any sense, but no, but I still think this definitely. franchise accomplishes what it sets out to do, even within that framework. I I definitely think that there are highs to the series and there are lows to the series, and I think. Those don't always trend with how Nintendo is doing at the time, but a lot of times it does. Where like yes. some of the lower moments of the franchise are when when Nintendo is going through some shit, you know, when they're not quite figuring themselves out. But Zelda seems to be the one franchise along with Mario that always sort of pulls it out from the depths of the muck, yes. you know, like and you know the 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 story of Nintendo is a is a is a very tumultuous one at best right where nintendo was on top in the 16-bit era and then just took such a long time to get their feet back on the ground i mean it was from the super nintendo all the way to the nintendo wii where they would actually be back in control again literally i think pokemon carried them (laughs) yes you're right from the late 90s to the when the wii came out and sort of lit everyone's socks on fire but yeah I, you know, I think Zelda's always been there. It's always been a, a steady beating drum. And, um, you know, it's it's transference from 2D 
to 3D, I think is one of the greatest success stories of its franchise and one of the best examples to point to of when that happened because that's a very important time for video games when they all kind of went from 2D to no, 2D is disgusting. We don't ever want to look at that again. Everything has to be in 3D now. Yes. And we start yes. to see everything from Bubsy to Bomberman ported into or like or like uh or like developed into a 3D space and with varying uh results. Oh my god, yeah. Varying <laughs> successful results. Mario 64 being the absolute um high water point for how for how games in 2D could then look and and feel in 3D. But The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time being I think just underneath it as being a, an incredible uh, example. Can you think of? I mean, what other what other games from the 2D generation that were huge made their way to the 3D era with successfully? You know, this is one that I actually heard brought up recently, and I think it's a diff. It's while it did go from 2D to 3D, I don't think much changed, which is the Mario Kart series. Because even back yeah. then, it was essentially the same frame. Like, you're still moving within a 3D space, but it's just presented in this 2D way. Whereas, yeah. whereas literally, like you're saying, Mario and Zelda did introduce that third dimension. Right. Um, so that's one that comes to mind for me, but... Um, I mean, I can't even I don't think. Know. I mean, Final Fantasy. I mean, th- that yeah. did really well, but I, 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 it's barely in a 3D space. I guess it yeah. is in a 3D space. I mean, it is. It's just yeah, you know. But I think your point is important. It is true, and it, it, it's, it's amazing that those two games that uh, Super Mario 64 and Ocarina of Time did successfully make that leap because so few others did they failed ginormously um but here they are standing the test of time even you know you can go back and nitpick both games for sure uh ocarina of time is the game i've played the most it's probably the most important game to me Mm -hmm. of all time but it's not my favorite by any means anymore um ocarina is not okay i did want to know this going into the legend of zelda games club which it might even change as we come out yeah i know that's what what's what's your favorite right now my favorite one is Majora's Mask. Really? Yes. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Definitely. As a guy who just played that Water Temple, I hard to believe. <laughs> it's hard to believe, but uh, yeah, dang. it's helpful. It's helpful knowing that game really well. So, like any yeah. of the, the 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 very the hindrances that are that are within it are yeah. not going to stop me. Um, but. Whereas, like, I might have more fun exploring, like, Twilight Princess because I don't know it as well. And I've only sure. played it, like, three times as opposed to eight or something. Sure. Yeah. So, um, do you have a favorite one right now as we head into the club? Yeah, it is the Wind And we're Riker. going into the club, brother. We're going into the club. And whether they whether <laughs> they like it or not. Hey, this ain't even a fake ID, brother. Oh, wow. Let oh. me in. Well, let us into the Romani club in Termina. But anyway, yeah, do you have a Yeah, run by those two... Uh, pedophile guys from Majora's Mask who yeah. run the horse race. <laughs> Ingo, what's up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, uh, Wind Waker is my is my favorite oh, cool. Zelda game. It is, um, it, and it's just so connected mm. to where I was in my life and what was going on when I played it. I played it for the very first time, the HD remake on the Wii U back in like 2014. Wow. 
and it, it was just such a calming, peaceful experience, and I just had so much fun. And I th- and I thought the game looked gorgeous. Like I just yeah. thought it looked so good in HD. I, it is beautiful. It, part of me, which this will be a this will be for the Wind Waker episode, but I the the slight alteration that they made for the shell shading cell shading graphics mm-hmm. going from GameCube to Wii U. I kind of prefer the GameCube version. The GameCube version? Just a little bit, but as far as like the functionality of the Wii U one and the like and the streamlining of the Triforce quest, like <laughs> it's hard to pass up, too. I mean, yeah, like it's, I, it's beautiful, don't get me wrong. It's yeah, gorgeous. I, my um experience with the traveling by boat in that game was I would I would argue it was a blessed experience. <laughs> As what well, yes. whereas I understand that a lot of people who played that game originally had a lot more arduous time. Yeah. kind of going around from place and I to loved place. It. Yeah. I, that was that was not something that bothered me about that game at all. In fact, at, when I played through it the the hardest thing for me was definitely that Triforce quest at the end. I had to I've I'll talk about this again more later, but I had to refer to a guide at a blockbuster video when I was there, and I finally cool. found where, where to get like the last two pieces. But yeah. that's interesting, dude. I'm ah, I'm so excited to talk about that one too. Yeah, I love fun. I love Wind Waker. I just think you know it really for me it 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 kind of does what Zelda does best in that game, and it just has this really iconic look to it, and it's kind of like. Toon Link is kind of one of my mains in Smash Brothers. Dude. I love I love Toon Link. Um I will say though that like prob I you know I could spread out a lot of different favorite things from like my favorite moment in Zelda is when you walk out of the the temple after becoming an adult Link in Ocarina oh my of gosh. Time. Yeah. Um you know, my favorite uh my my favorite mechanic in a Zelda game is probably just the um the boomerang from the legend of Zelda one. Like that is such a game changing thing you get where you can freeze all these early stage enemies. And it's just like, Oh, this is a new game all of a sudden, you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's funny to hear you say that because it picking a favorites hard because I, I truly, I don't think even skyward sword, man, out of the mainline games, I, I have a very special place and adore all of them. They are all flaw. They all have flaws. Even Breath of the Wild has things about it that I would have liked to see be a little different. Yeah. Um, and when picking one, like when I think about Wind Waker, I'm like, oh, maybe my favorite Link, uh, like Link, because he's not a hero. He's just some kid who ends up just taking up the mantle of hero mm-hmm. and leaving Pat his life behind the story in Ocarina Mm. has grown on me over the years. And when I've finally come to like hear about it from other people, I'm like, Oh, this is about this kid sacrificing his childhood to save this land. Yeah. And so I love that. I love the side quests in Majora. Mm -hmm. I love the wide open exploration of and the discovery the true i've never felt a satisfaction like i felt playing zelda one and discovering things um Mm -hmm. so each of them have these crazy strengths while they all which is nuts saying it about my favorite series and like probably the highest rated series ever i mean ocarina of time i think is still the highest rated game on metacritic um which you know that's not everything but it's something 
Uh, mm-hmm. Every game also in its own ways falls short, but like it doesn't matter to me. Like I still yeah. like you could probably find that about most games, to be honest with you. Uh, truly. And I think falling short, quote unquote, is um, where the games are most interesting. Like, and, you yes. know, uh, it's usually they're falling short because of a mechanic that either didn't work or only some people liked and some people didn't, you know, like, yes. uh, like you said, totally. Majora's Mask is your favorite game. A lot of people yeah. fucking hate Majora's Mask. Yes. Um, and they hate the, time. the clock. Yes. Dude. Um, and like, I think universally pretty much everyone agrees that breath of the wild is the best Zelda. I think I even believe that to be true as well, that yeah. it's objectively sort of the best Zelda game. It has everything from almost every other Zelda game included in it other than the art style, the chibi art style of the wind waker minish cap era. But it's, it's still like no one's, I feel like a lot of Zelda fans, it's not their favorite because their favorites usually connected to a memory. It's usually connected yeah. to a nostalgia or, or, or maybe it's like, yeah, that game's the best, but so what? I don't like good games, brother. Yeah. I like yeah. bad games. Well, like it's, it's true, man. I think for a lot, and this isn't my own original thought. I'm echoing um, the many discussions I've heard. Um, but a, and this is, tr- I think this is true. The one that is our f- most people's favorites is like the one. And I don't think this is actually the case for both of us, which is interesting. But I yeah. think it's the one you when you that you played first and fell in love with first. Sure. Yeah. 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 Because everything else, you're comp- kind of like your first love. You're comparing everything to that. Like yeah. even I know. Which anytime I talk about Ocarina, it's complicated because I maybe do love it the most, but it's not my favorite one. Right. It's it's maybe maybe I'm just fucked in the head. (laughs) But (laughs) yeah, that's it. You're fucked in the head. Yeah, I think I think we all know that to be true. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Are there as we're sort of going through this, just like sort of um, loosey goosey conversation about the game? Are there like reasons that you like to play? like the Zelda games are like in general, are you like, well, I'm looking forward to how this is done or I like to do, I like to explore or I I like to talk to characters. What are things you look forward to? There is, I feel like you could draw out a, a, a complicated math equation that, uh, that despite certain variables fits into every single Zelda game. And I think it's that exact math equation that I keep coming back to, right? Like, I know going in to Oracle of Seasons that it is not going to be Ocarina of Time, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm not a psychopath. I know it's going to be a top-down Game Boy-looking Zelda, right? But what it's going to have is the NPCs are going to speak to me in a certain way. Yeah. And the music is going to is going to be a certain it's going to be uh, presented in a certain way. And a lot of the tunes are going to be variations of the same kind of scores, right? A lot of the items are going to be similar and maybe they'll have little twists on the items. Like, you know, like, uh, but what I'm coming to it for is the things I know and love and how they're going to present me variations of them as, as I go along. So, I mean, that's what makes all these so incredible. Like I loved in, in breath of the wild, for example, you know, it's like, Oh, interesting. We're not going to get a boomerang in this. And then sure enough, the longer you play it, you'll find a boomerang and you're like, weird. This thing 
doesn't matter. Like it doesn't even like, we don't even need this, but they put it in there anyway. It's like, it's like, um, have you ever watched the show Fargo or American yeah. Horror Story? Fargo, I watched the first two seasons. It's the same reason I love that show is because it's like, I'm kind of getting the same show, but with different mm. actors and different circumstances. Uh, but somehow it's still the same like themes and ideas. Weird. You know? I've never put that together together that way but that is a that helps me understand it jeremy thank you yeah that's so cool and despite like twilight princess you're never gonna really get a zelda that's gonna be like dark and super they're they're not gonna switch tones on you too harsh yeah too harshly yeah you're right it's like most most of the tone the tone is mostly like as much as you're on an adventure trying to save the world from a demon king basically Mm -hmm. it does have a it's like you are on an adventure, but like you, what prevails more than fear and darkness is just like the, is the will to go out and persevere, which I think manifests itself in this like sort of exciting nature as more than anything else. And which is strange because a lot of these games do have some like, and some of them more than others have some pretty dark scary stuff in them even thinking about ocarina of time like the stuff under the the well the like torture that you learn about that the like the the royal family used to do in hyrule that's creepy majora's mask is obviously creepy for many many reasons but like you said i think that it is it's not going to shift that tone too hard at least yet i'm so interested to see whatever the hell breath of the wild 2 is yeah for sure it could be because i mean a lot of people are thinking that's going to be a dark world version of the hyrule kingdom that we got in breath of the wild which could be really interesting right a Mm -hmm. dark world take on that but i do think that you know the legend of zelda like part of its tone part of what's baked into its tone is a creep factor it's creepy like even link's awakening or especially link's awakening maybe it's like been referenced it's been like a, a compared to twin peaks before like it's yes. it's it's a creepy game legend of zelda is very creepy uh i just think it's like you know tonally it's always kind of similar right where it's like it's like the colors are so beautiful and gorgeous the landscapes mm-hmm. are so luscious and even in twilight princess which is you know a notably uh, dark knight version of yeah. zelda in some ways it's still beautiful and 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 bright and where is she yeah, exactly that, that's link yeah that's link uh got, he's got a uh, he talked oct- yeah <laughs> just shoving a dooku seed into some poor hillian yeah uh, oh, god you know he's uh, yeah it's i but i do think that like they're all pretty much variations and different takes and styles of a, a very similar feel and atmosphere, which is, you know, inherently Zelda. And I think that it's inherently unique to itself. Like I don't, despite the iconography borrowing from so many other places, despite the fact that it's, yeah, it's kind of this, this thing that you've seen a lot of the knight goes to save the princess from the dragon mm-hmm. or whatever it there. It is still somehow, uh, maintains a, a uniqueness to itself, just not unlike Mario. Mario's yeah. also like, like I think we've talked about this before in the Super Mario episode of Super Mario. It's like, what the fuck is this? This is yeah. like so many weird ideas put together that now you can't unsee them together. They're it's true. They're 
they they fit. They're knitted like Goombas and Bowsers and dinosaurs and plumbers are somehow linked forever because of that yeah. video game. Um, so funny. Yeah. So, I mean, what else, dude? Anything? Anything else about the Legend of Zelda you wanted to mention? You know, I actually did. I just had something that popped into my head that I want to talk about. If you let's if you do feel it. like it, um, I, there there are sort of a few different now that we've had them types of Zelda games, and I want to know how you feel if you have a preference on a style or if you're indifferent because I know that some people they want their Zeldas to not necessarily be, you know, it's not like they have to be linear, but it's like, I want to search for the first three MacGuffins. I want to <laughs> find those. I want to find the Master Sword. I want to go through the more dungeons, and then I want to beat whoever the bad guy is at the end and save Zelda or whoever. I also know people who are like, I don't want you to put these boundaries on, these like mm. uh, borders on me. I want to just be able to do and this is more of a discussion about games in general. It's just like, let me live in this world and let me do what I want to do and yeah. forge my own path. Um, I'm sp- sort of specifically thinking of like comparing something like the original Zelda and Breath of the Wild to a more of something like a link to the past or, mm. or Ocarina or Wind Waker is like, is, do you hard prefer either of those styles or do you care? I, personally Mm -hmm. love both for what they are and i just want to see it presented to me and engage with it but what about you i mean it's hard to have a preference because i feel like my favorite zelda is always the one that i played last you know so it's yeah yeah dude it's it's hard it's so hard (laughs) it is hard i think i texted you the other day that i love 2d zeldas more than 3d zeldas yes but that was because I was in a particularly challenging, confusing place with Majora that was really pissing me off. Yeah. And then I switched over to Oracle of Seasons and and blew through three dungeons immediately, no problem, and was just having a great time. I for what this is, for whatever this means, I don't like being stuck in games. That's just not a, a feeling that I like. And so a game why I think uh Breath of the Wild is so tr- such a triumphant piece of technology is because it it is completely open, non-linear, and you literally never, ever, ever feel stuck in that game. Yeah. But somehow, there is an emphasis on exploration, yet you never feel stuck. There's always something else to do. There's always somewhere else to be going. Yeah. I think that, uh, for the most part, I like linear games more than I like open-ended Skyrim type games sure. for sure. But I think I fall there too. With Zelda's, I guess I don't mind both as long as they're done well. I think that the problem, and this is not to get too in the weeds with Majora's Mask, but what I was finding difficult there was that I was on a time limit. So, you know, I I couldn't. It wasn't the, the emphasis on exploration kept cutting you off at the knees with having to go back in time and erase all of your progress. So if you were going towards a goal and you just couldn't make it, you'd have to start over from scratch with some of those fetch quests. And that's like, you know, that to me is just not there with Ocarina of Time. It's just not there with, uh, you know, Link to the Past. Uh, But to answer your question a different way, I think I definitively like later era Zelda games over early era Zelda games for just yeah. that, for the very virtue of 
early Zeldas are a little bit confusing. Mm-hmm. They don't always telegraph to you correctly where you're supposed to go and what you're supposed to do next. Sometimes they give you clues in puzzle or riddle form, or they'll give you the dialogue just once and you'll never oh, get it God. again. <laughs> and it's, and then you, and if you don't remember what it was, you, you might, Navi can give you clues or, you know, people can help you out and link to the past, but it, I end up having to look at guides for a mm-hmm. lot of those earlier Zeldas. Link's Awakening was a very guide-heavy game. Even even the yeah. Nintendo Switch port of it, I ended up looking at, okay, what's the order I do this fetch quest in? And that's never a good feeling when you have a, a quest that you're just like, I hate it so much, I just want it to be over and get the item. Yes, especially when you need that item to to move to progress yeah so i was finding oracle of seasons a a fairly linear zelda with with some exploration and some you know side quests baked in but i wasn't i'm not i haven't gotten stuck yet so i'm wondering if it if it is sort of that with those Mm. games moving onward because i don't remember i don't really get stuck in wind waker i don't remember uh twilight princess i think i just beat straight through Skyward Sword definitely beats right through. Never had to look anything up for Breath of the Wild. So I think, yeah, I think that, you know, I'm wondering where that line is. Yeah. But I think I think it's just like, basically, it's like 90s Zeldas versus post-2000s Zeldas are the ones yeah. that were. But what about you? You you seem to engage with both pretty well. Yeah, I like, I like and engage with both. I know that uh, my history points towards more of a, a linear style mid to later era Zelda mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. starting with Ocarina like Ocarina we, we maybe we talked about this there are still parts I think this is hard for me to see because I know that game like the back of my hand there are parts of that game that are obscure and hard to figure out uh, to progress I don't it's hard for me to even point those out to you anymore because nothing's a mystery to me in that game. Right. Um, but I, so when I look at that, I might feel like that's more of one of the easier linear ones to just progress through. Um, but as to speak on your point about being stuck, I, I hate that too. I especially hate that feeling when, and this happens a lot in the Zelda series when I've, I think I've, you know, you at least know what, what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. In a puzzle, you know what to do, you know what you've got to do, but you either don't have the tools or you don't have the game just like won't let you do it until you check off a certain box. Right. That That is frustrating and almost, uh, it's not paralyzing, but it almost makes you want to just stop playing where something like you were saying, Breath of the Wild is like, if you're stuck on something and you can't figure it out, you don't have to do that. You can leave and go right. discover something else. Right. Um, so it's hard. I think that uh, I like both, but the but I've I've skewed more towards the linear uh, do it this way Zeldas mm-hmm. than I than I do the more open choose your own thing ones. Yeah. Um, and they get. I mean, they just it, it would make sense to me, but they get less confusing as time goes on. You know, they, they yeah they figure out how to telegraph these things to you clearly more clearly as time goes on. Like. I'm playing through Majora's Mask and even on the 3D remake, there's like a puzzle in the water temple where you like the the big like windmill, water windmill is going one direction and then you have to like switch all of the pipes so that it goes the other direction. Yeah. Well, that what that means is in a room behind you, the whirlpool of the water ends up going a different direction, but 
you know, that's a great example of how the fuck do I know that's what that does? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, maybe it seems obvious once you know it, but once you, but for a while I was like, what did that even do? I was trying to jump on the windmill. I was trying to like yeah. figure out, you know, and that's like, that's just an example of, you know, something being like, unless they showed me a screen of like, now the water's moving this way, which they don't do. Mm-hmm. I I may not know what, what you know what's going on. Um, it's another th- reason why I appreciate so much in the later Zelda games when ever you push a button to unlock a door, because most rooms you go into, let's be honest, it's a door on one end and a door completely in the same place on the other end of the room. So yeah. after you get into a fight with somebody, you may not know which door you came in. Oh, all the time you're turned around. Yeah. So whenever you step on a switch or whatever, you open up that door, it like the camera like zooms out and then finds you from the yes. door. So you know little touches like that go of a, a hell of a long way with they really do with uh making you feel less disoriented and less confused um and they just don't have that problem with 2d zelda games a lot because you're going from one screen to the next so you know yeah. it's 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 just a lot easier to figure out where you came from and where you're going as opposed to 3d zelda games which are like they might have different levels and stories and and different ex- entrances and exits and rules Dude, to the temple. Have you, and, have you been to the fourth dungeon in Majora's Mask yet? That is the Ikana dungeon? Yeah, it's, I'm, I think they, Stone I'm, Tower. I'm in the entrance of that right now. Yeah, that is going to be a lot of what you just said. Not knowing um, where you are. <laughs> truly... Um, and, and I won't spoil anything for you. I appreciate it now, but that is a dungeon that I still have trouble with and mm. I've played it eight times. Great. So great. And so, of course uh, my OCD won't let me just not get the fairies, right? Yes. I have oh, to get the dude. fairies. So I, I'm just like, <laughs> I, when it comes to that game, I'm always, unless it's like the first dungeon, I'm probably doing the fairies on a second play through yeah. on a second go through i'm like i'll come back i just want to get this one thing done right because <laughs> especially but know, with the time limit but i know what i'm saying has some sort of merit because i you know i played through a link between worlds before i beat a link to the past and Same i here. never looked up anything in a link between worlds but yeah. with link to the past i had to like use a guide for several different things in that and i think that right there is like how they've grown as a developing company how yes. Nintendo has grown in in developing Zelda experiences for us. Yes. Um, well, that's that's fantastic. Uh, uh, Jeremy, that's that's really all I had. Did you have anything else you want to say about the series um, or any any other business that you want to feel it's important for us to cover on the way out? We we hit a lot up top. Yeah. But, no, um, I mean, I just you know, I'll uh, I'll be definitely playing the the song to rewind time as soon as we're done to fix any mistakes i did during this version of the podcast so by the time you hear it it's going to be absolutely perfect so just know cool i've already gone back in time a couple of times to awesome uh and when you do that can you also play the the song to slow time so that we have more time to hit these yes of course yeah i play the song to slow time down uh every day when i get up in the morning just i just want to have that much more of (laughs) good each day yeah it's the only way to do it it's like what it's like watching the lord of the rings you should watch the extended editions it's the only way to do it yeah and you got to do that while you're playing world of warcraft on your computer you can't you can't just sit down and watch those those have to be on in the background (laughs) it's true well 
Fantastic, Mr. Schmidt. Um, uh, thank you again for joining me for this intro, this kickoff to the Legend of Zelda Games Club. As, as we already said, this is going to be out on different feeds, so you could be listening to this on Call Me By Your Game. You could be listening to this on Video Games, a comedy show, um, on Super NPCs, on, or just on the Games Club feed. Um, but we're so excited to have you all for this. Um, again, a couple, as I, I'll close this out with some plugs, and then Jeremy, if you have anything, you can do that too. Um, just some reminders for everybody. Uh, check out my show, Call Me By Your Game. It's a brand new show every uh every single wednesday uh where i sit down with a guest and talk about a video game that is special to them and why it's on this network we of course have super npcs which is the show that jeremy and i host uh it's available at every tier or well the five dollar the five dollar tier and up at at the uh, patreon.com slash super npc radio you can follow me on twitter at connor underscore mccabe and then also I, I stream a lot and specifically i do want to remind everyone if you want to tune into um to me playing zelda this year Every Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific time, I will be playing Zelda for a few hours. So right now, which is going to be done by the time you listen to this, I'm playing through Link to the Past. Uh, even if I finish, I'll play some Zelda likes, but it's going to be fun. So uh, so follow me there and and tune in. Um, Jeremy, what would you like to plug as we head out? I mean, you can follow me on Twitter at Ocarina of Crime. Uh, yeah, stay tuned for a lot more bonus Zelda content to come. It's going to be a fun year uh, with... Uh, a lot of a lot of Zelda content, but a lot of other stuff too. So stay tuned for that because we will we will be featuring other topics, other pieces. I mean, it's all there's always a there's always an anniversary. All right, I'll say yes. that there's always an and anniversary. I know the GBA's anniversary is in June, so we're gonna try to do a uh, Super NPCs episode on on the Ooh, GBA. There'll be some Zelda stuff in that one. There's definitely some Zelda stuff in that one. We'll also be taught, you know, probably doing a, uh, a Space Solace GBA style related to. So yeah, just Amazing. just hey, stay in touch. How about that, listener? Stay How in touch. It?